Hello, hello, and welcome to The Art of Being You with me, Rachel Wortman. You guys, this podcast is all about learning to be who God created you to be, embracing that person, and ultimately living your best life with Jesus. We've got a lot of great content today, so let's get to it in The Art of Being You. Well, welcome, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the art of being you. I want to say a special welcome to anybody that's listening for the first time or has recently joined the art of being you community. And also, I want to say a huge thank you for those of you guys that are repeat listeners. You make this thing happen. And uh, it's pretty awesome. We recently crossed a big milestone uh, in the podcast of 20,000. We have crushed 20,000 this year. Um, We kind of started the year with 10,000 and um, man, uh, 10,000 downloads. And my goal was to get to 20, but I really did not think that would happen. It took a few years to get to 10. And by the end of the year, we're not even at the end of the year yet. We've already crushed that goal. And it is all just thanks to you guys for um, sharing this podcast with your friends and talking about it. And um, it just means a lot to me that it's bringing value to you. So thank you so, so much couple of quick announcements before we dive into today's content. I want to just let you know that we are actually going to be taking a break on the podcast for the month of December in 2021. And uh, normally we do a bigger break over the summer. We didn't do that this year and we're going to take a break. So there will not be any new episodes in the month of December, but uh, there's a lot on here that you can go back and listen to. So if you want to stay connected, if you want to be in the know with the the things related to the ministry that I have, um, I would love for you to join our newsletter. So we are formulating an email newsletter. We're about to send out our first one, actually. It's a monthly newsletter and um, you can join it by going to www.rachelwortman.com. So that is R-A-C-H-E-L-W-O-R-T-M-A-N.com. Or you can just look at your podcast player. My name is on it. So if you go to that website at the bottom of the homepage, there is a place where you can subscribe to our newsletter. And I know a bunch of you guys have been doing that. I want to say thank you for that. Um, that's going to be a great way to stay connected, not only through the month of December, but also you'll be some of the first to know about my new book, which is in the editing phase right now. And uh, you know what? Why don't I just give you a sneak peek? I believe we're going to be calling this book Goodness Culture, the uh, Recovering the Essence of Eden. And so it's going to be an, a, a great read that really looks at who God is and what he created in the Garden of Eden and what of that is still available to us today. And in addition to that, what is the enemy trying to do um, to take away from that? So I think it's a book you're going to like. I'm pretty excited to see uh, how it how it goes. So yeah, those are the announcements we've got for today. I'd love for you to jump on the newsletter, www.rachelwortman.com. And uh, just a reminder, no new episodes in the month of December of 2021. All right, let's dive into today. So we're going to be talking about an interesting topic. We're going to talk about the difference between being strong and stubborn. So, you know, most of us that are um, more bold personalities, people who are a little bit less compliant, maybe a little less flexible, sometimes we get labeled stubborn. And uh, I think there's a big difference between being a strong person and being a stubborn person. And I want to talk about that today because being stubborn is not helpful, but being strong is something that we should all aspire to. 
for my kids, that's what I'm raising them to be. I'm raising them to be strong men and women. Now that might look a little bit different between their personalities, but I want them to be confident. I want them to not be insecure. I want them to be um, the kind of people who feel in control of their lives. Maybe a better way to say that is that they feel in control and are willing to surrender that control to Jesus. Remember, one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit in our life is self-control. So it's important to God that we have control over ourselves. And ultimately, I think his end goal, his his hope is that through our self-control, we would yield control over to the Lord. But it's not automatic. So strong and stubborn, these two terms, we often interchange them, but they are quite different. Let's just consider for a moment what it means to be strong. Strong people have great control over themselves. You might have guessed it. I mean, I just talked about self-control, but strong people have great control over themselves. In other words, they are able to make decisions how um, they want to. They're not led solely by their emotions. They're not led by reacting to everything that's going on in their life, but they're able to make wise choices and to have self-control. Strong people also know how to adapt. They know when is the right time to push forward and when is the right time to retreat. Strong people, they know what fights are worth contending for and what things should be let go. Stubborn people, on the other hand, stubborn people are very one-dimensional. Stubborn people have little control over themselves. You might be saying, well, that's not been true in my experience. Well, let me just break this down for you. When someone is stubborn, they are resisting your control over them. But that is not the same thing as being in control over themselves. When someone is stubborn, they're giving the point across that you cannot make them change their mind. They've dug their heels in. This is just how it's going to be, even to their own detriment. That's a sign that the person is not in control of themselves, right? If they're willing to take themselves, uh, you know, off a cliff, so to speak, that means that they're not able to think this through very well, right? Stubborn people are one dimensional. They make rash decisions. They make reactionary decisions. And, well, they're selfish. Stubborn people, it's all they know how to do. Think about themselves, Think about it. If you've ever been in an argument with a stubborn person, or maybe you've been in a situation where you're voicing concerns of your life, you're, you're sharing your heart, and the stubborn person is just not having it. You know, they're, they're just not going to make space for what you need in that relationship. What's going on? Well, they're not in control. They're, they're not in control of themselves. All they know how to do is to think about themselves and what they want. And stubborn people are not able to dis- determine if what they want is even what's best for them. Strong people, on the other hand, they know how to yield. It takes a tremendous amount of strength to move into a selfless way of being. Think about it. Strong people know how to give the gift of forgiveness and mercy, how to make space in a relationship for someone's shortcomings. Strong people know how to control their reactions, the selfishness that might pop up within them for the the outlook that they want to have on life. When they've determined who and how they want to be, strong people know how to make that happen. Being strong and being stubborn are two completely different things. 
it's interesting in marriage, you know, um, in marriage, a lot of times we think there needs to be a strong person and a, a not so strong person. But I want to submit to you that in a great marriage, both people are powerful. Both people are, are strong. Both people are operating at 100%. Thanks to Jerry Maguire and probably, you know, fairy tales before that one, we have this idea that there's two halves that make a whole in a marriage, right? That I, I'm, I'm not complete until you come into my life, that, that you complete me. But that's not really true. A healthy marriage are two people who are, are, are in control of themselves, who are content in God, who are whole to the best of their ability, coming together and working in tandem together, not sucking something from the other person, but actually able to give to them, both people able to give. But a lot of times we find ourselves in dynamics where one is strong and the other one is weak. And in those dynamics, it's easy to fall into a pattern where the strong one does not want the weak one to become strong. We see this all the time, right? If you begin the process of of self-improvement in the Holy Spirit, where you're actually going through the sanctification process, you're complying with the way that Jesus is designing and writing the story of your life, you might find yourself becoming strong, But what do you do when two strong people are in a marriage? Well, this is what I want to talk about is because I want you to understand that two strong people in a marriage is actually a beautiful thing. Two stubborn people in a marriage, not so much. When we are strong, we are able to do as Dolly Parton says it best, to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. When two people are strong, you you step up to an argument or a situation or a disagreement, a life circumstance, and the strong people know whether this is worth contending for. This is they're able to identify this is something that's important to me. This is something that that is sort of a core value. This is something that that matters in the big scheme of my life, of our life, of our our kids' lives, and they know how to contend for that. Even more so, they know how to contend like Jesus. A strong person is not berating the other partner in their marriage. A strong person is not putting them down and in essence, taking away their strength so that they can be strong. That's what a stubborn person does. Are you beginning to get the picture that strong and stubborn are not the same thing? We should all aspire to be strong. We should all aspire to not be stubborn. Because when we're stubborn, what we're doing is saying, look, it's my way or the highway. You know, I, in other words, I don't know how to be any different than only obsessed with myself. I don't know how to be any different than than taking care of my own needs. I think a lot of times if we're just getting sort of into the, the amateur therapist side of myself, a lot of times when people are stubborn, they're actually just really, really afraid. They're not comfortable with being vulnerable. They're not comfortable with with letting their guard down because probably in their past story, they have moments where in doing that, they were treated poorly. So their, their sort of only option in their mind is to hold their ground because if they're not going to take care of themselves, who will? Friends, in a Christian relationship, in a Christian marriage even, this is not something that we should be holding on to. We do, but we shouldn't. Why? Because our protector is God, not ourselves, right? As long as we stay stubborn, we are convinced that we are capable of using our own strength to protect ourselves. But in reality, 
using our own strength to protect ourselves is almost always at the expense of someone else. Almost always at someone else's expense. And so you actually deteriorate the relationship that you want because you're not willing to be vulnerable. My heart for you is that you would find yourself strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord, Joshua says. Be strong and courageous. Sometimes that strength and that courage is actually in being vulnerable to trust that God will take care of us if and when we are hurt again. When we're stubborn, we're saying, God, I just don't think you're capable. But when we're strong, we can say, I am willing to risk being hurt on behalf of you who I love having space to grow in this relationship. Two strong people know when to contend and when to let things go. Strong people know when things are not that important in the big scheme of life. What are those things? Well, I can't tell you because it's different from one person to the next. For example, I grew up in a home where my parents were very busy. My, my father was a physician. My mom was a hospital administrator and they worked long hours. And my dad was on a very strict diet and um, he ate blackened chicken or salmon every other night. Honestly, since I was about seven years old until I was about 25 years old. And so, of course, my mom was saying, I'm not going to make that meal every single night. So it just worked for them where we ate out almost every dinner. That was just sort of how it was in our life. When my brother got married, uh, my sister-in-law grew up in a home where home-cooked meals were a sign of care and love. And uh, they very rarely ate out. And it was sort of like a, a treat. And um, they really valued cooking in the kitchen together. So it, what I'm saying is to my sister-in-law, she might have a core value of what her kitchen looks like and how she wants to operate around it. And I might have a completely different value because it's not it doesn't matter to me because I don't have those same experiences. Strong people know how to step back and recognize what's important to someone else and decide whether their felt need is worth contending for or worth letting go. I think this perspective is why adult relationships that are functional actually are functional, where we recognize there's enough room in this relationship for you to have a value system totally different than mine. And you have enough space in your life to let me have my value system and we can respect and honor our chosen opinions without feeling like that detracts from who we are. Very interesting stuff because stubborn people insist on the other party bending to their will and they just don't change until the other party bends to their will. Regardless of the havoc that is wreaked, they it's more offensive to a stubborn person to humble themselves than it is to make space in their relationship for a differing opinion. So what do you do? What do you do if you're listening to this and you're saying, oh, no, I think I'm stubborn. <laughs> I think I've got a stubborn streak in me. What do I do? Well, I've got four thoughts for you. And if you guys are, are listening to this and you're saying I've got a stubborn person in my life uh, and I want to become a strong person or I am a strong person. Well, here's what we need to see happen in the stubborn person's life so that we can help them move forward. And the first thing that stubborn people need to do is exercise empathy. They've got to exercise empathy. What does this mean? Well, empathy is sort of the idea of putting yourself in someone else's shoes. 
it's 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 basically trying to understand why whatever this circumstance is is impacting that person in the way that they are. I had someone say to me once, look, I don't have any empathy. I have very low empathy and it's just it's just too difficult for me. And my response was, can we be honest for a moment? Whether or not you have empathy on your own is sort of not the point. Jesus has a tremendous amount of empathy and you can borrow his until you learn to have your own. There's really not an excuse to not be empathetic in this life. We don't have to be extremely empathetic, but we need to be able to listen and understand what someone is saying when they describe their life experience. And empathy is something that stubborn people usually don't have. They don't access it if they do have it. So the first thing they need to do is invite Jesus to exercise empathy from within you so that you can begin to experience and, and, and think through what someone else's experience is like. The second thing that they're going to do is they're going to need to open their eyes to new perspectives. A stubborn person has spent most of their life really only thinking about themselves. They've been sort of in self-preservation mode forever. And it's very difficult for them to consider the needs of other people when to meet those needs requires that they have to give of something of themselves. So you've got to have an expanded perspective. You've got to begin to recognize that stubbornness is actually more often than not simply selfishness. And that brings us to our third step, which is that stubborn people who want to change have to repent of their selfishness. They just have to. They have to recognize that what they're doing more often than not is selfishness. It's not just strength. It's actually uh, worse than that. It's selfish. And the last thing they're going to do, which is sort of the natural byproduct of these other three things, or you can start with this, I guess, but the, 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 the last step that a stubborn person has to do is to humble themselves. They have to humble themselves. This one is quite difficult because when you're stubborn, usually you're afraid of feeling vulnerable. You don't want to feel unprotected. You don't want to, to risk your discomfort on behalf of someone else, but you're going to have to humble yourself if you want your relationships to mature. I know it's scary. I know that it feels like letting go, but it's absolutely worth it. It's absolutely worth it. What often happens is a stubborn person might get the idea that they want to change. They might try and then they're hurt and then the walls go right back up. Look, what we have to do is learn to cope with our internal pain in a different way. It's, it, it, we have to cope with it in a different way than taking everybody else's power away from them. So are you strong or are you stubborn? Which one do you feel like you would fall in? Which category? It's just you and I, and I'm not even sitting in front of you. So you can just be honest for a moment with yourself. I hope that you find yourself feeling strong. But I know that a lot of us are actually more stubborn than we are strong. So identify that. And then the next thing I'd love for you to do is just to have a conversation with Jesus about that. What does God think about you in this way? How is your strength working for you and how is it working against you? How is your stubbornness working for you or is it not? 
have a conversation with Jesus because what I believe he wants from you, if you're going to be yourself, if you're going to do the hard work of being yourself, it's going to look a little bit like you coming to terms with your own strength. How do you be strong? And how do you be strong in control of yourself, not trying to take control from the people around you? I know these are some deep thoughts, but I really had this on my heart for us in this podcast community. I think it's important to recognize stubborn behavior when we see it and make sure that we're not thinking that it's just strength um, because strong people know when to contend and be strong and when to let their softer side come out. Everybody has a soft side. Everybody has a vulnerable side. It's just a matter of whether they're willing to show it to you. So I hope this is helpful for you today. Until next time, be blessed. So you've just listened to The Art of Being You with Rachel Wortman. I hope you enjoyed this episode of my podcast. And listen, it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and rate or review this podcast on wherever you're listening from. Also, share it with a friend. Help me get the word out. Until next time, be blessed.